Thank you so much for joining Spazzing Out. I really appreciate it. I do have a little spilt milk that we'll get to, but before we do, the podcast, you can find it anywhere you get your podcast. You can find my podcast, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all the top podcasting places, you can find my podcast. Subscribe to my podcast, I'd appreciate it. The more subscribers I get, the better off my life's going to be. We're going to get to that. But before we get to that, people on Facebook, share this feed. People on TikTok, if you don't follow me, follow me. We do this five nights a week. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursdays. Five times a week, spazzing out. We come here, we talk about the big topics of the day. This dude says he loves the podcast. Thank you, I appreciate it. Some stuff I want to talk about today before we get the spilt milk. Well, we're going to get the spilt milk first of Theo, seven-year-old homeless boy. I want to talk about him. I read this article from uh, a newspaper in San Francisco. I mean, I didn't have the newspaper from San Francisco. I read it online, but I think you know what I mean. Um, uh, A guy gets decapitated. A bridge champion gets decapitated. Um, Guess who gets more sleep? Who gets the most amount of sleep? A new study was done as if we didn't already know the answer. What type of people get more sleep than you? And my man, Dr. Dre, is on point again. On point again. This dude had to fight for everything back in the day to get it from Suge Knight. And now the dude's getting divorced and he's on point. We're going to talk about Dre and other things. But before we get to other things... Why don't we get to spilt milk? What's spilt milk? Spilt milk is when something happens in your house or to you personally and everything else is forgotten about. So like, for example, in Portland, it's a war zone. The place is going crazy. But but literally, buildings are being burnt down. Cars are being blown up. People are being killed. But I don't care what's going on in Portland because I have spilt milk. I have problems right here in my very own home. So I care about the problems right here in my very own home. That's what spilt milk is. You know, it's spilt milk. Boom, someone spills milk on the floor. That's all you care about. The podcast, spazzing out my podcast, is becoming a major problem at my house. Big time problem. It's a huge problem. Now, I try, I try my best to seek to understand before I seek to be understood. What that means is I try to listen. It's very difficult for me to listen, as you can tell. If you listen to this podcast, I pontificate for anywhere from a half hour to an hour without taking a break, without stopping. I continuously talk, and I could never shut up. Dude, I could talk for hours on end to myself like I do right now. Clearly, talking to myself, because my live stream has like five followers. But you got to start somewhere, and you have to build it somewhere. But that seems to be the problem. The problem that I'm having with my podcast is I've been doing it for three months and my wife is not satisfied with the results of the podcast and believes that the podcast has now become nothing but a hassle. And I listened to her and I tried to let her get it out. As you could tell, we haven't been doing the podcast at the regularly scheduled time. I like to do it at 6.30. I like to be consistent. I want to be regular. Just like the way I go to the bathroom, I go in the morning and then I do my podcast at night at 6.30. But I'm trying to change the times around so that I can make my wife happy. Now, it's become a major problem because families and wives aren't in for the grind. So my wife would like me to do my podcast when it's not sucking up time while I'm at home. Now, I work a lot. 
I'm out of my house most days around five. I don't get home sometime till about six. And then I come downstairs and I do my podcast. My podcast is my side hustle right now. Doesn't make any money. It's not really killing it. I've only started it four months ago. It's not a huge success. Literally, maybe I get a hundred downloads a day for, for a new podcast. That's about my average. Um, and I don't know, it gets maybe 200 streams. And then on, on Facebook, like three people are watching. And then on TikTok, like three people are watching. She doesn't seem the point. She doesn't want me to do it anymore. She hasn't said that yet. She hasn't said stop it, end it. What she, what she would like me to do is do the podcast sometime, sometime during the workday. And I, I listen to her. I, I, that's what you do in a relationship. You listen and you, you, you try to let her talk and get out what she needs to get out to try to understand what her real problem was. Okay? What the real problem is. The real problem, which we'll get to, is money. That's the real problem. If the podcast was making money, it wouldn't be a problem. There'd be no bitching. There'd be no, oh, you know, all you do is work on your podcast. Now, let me tell you, let me tell you guys, this, this is how I handled the situation. I sat and I listened to my wife and then I said to her, I go, so what you would like me to do is make the podcast disappear so that you don't even know that it's still there. Or you would like me to somehow squeeze in the podcast somewhere else during the day and make it like it doesn't even exist to you. Because currently I come home and I work on it and I do my show prep and now it's become an aggravation to her because she's busy doing, you know, she's watching, I mean, she's, do, she's watching press or doing something like that while I'm doing my podcast. She thinks this is fun. I can tell you straight up it's work for me. This is my job. I consider this a job. Creating content is not the easiest thing. If you think it's the easiest thing, then you talk to yourself for a half hour to an hour every night, five nights a week when no one's listening. It's a grind. No big deal, but I'm up for the grind. Families are not. We've talked about this before. Families are definitely not up for the grind. Someone just hooked me up with some points. Thanks. But families are not, they're not in, in for the grind. They're not here to grind it out. And when results don't happen quickly, they get pissed. So I said to the wife, I said, okay, let's get this straight. What you would like, what you would like is for me to put the podcast somewhere else during the day, get it done somewhere during the take junk day. Make it disappear from your life so that it doesn't affect uh, you at home. She's got spilt milk. She says, yes, that's what I want. Then I said, okay, I can do that. I will make the podcast disappear for you like it never existed. As if it never affected your life. And I'll grind it out. Then I reminded her, and this is where we got into a huge fight. I said, but if I do that, I want you to, re I, if, I, if I do, if I make the podcast disappear... I still do it five days a week, but it doesn't affect you, and you don't know when I do it, and you have no clue. It's almost like it never existed. Well, it's going to be inconvenient for me to do it during the workday, but I can make it work. I will. I'm passionate about the podcast. And then I just said to her, I said, but I want you to remember this moment, because you just told me you don't want to be inconvenienced by my podcast. It's an inconvenience for you, as it is for me. It's a big inconvenience for me, but I love it. It's a good inconvenience. So I said to her, I said, fine, I'll make it disappear. But just remember a year from now or two years from now when the podcast is blown up and I'm making a ton of money because of the podcast with the advertising and all that stuff. I want you to remember that you want nothing to do with the podcast. You, would you wanted me. She supports the podcast, so I don't want to say it like that. Uh, you wanted me to make the podcast disappear as if it didn't exist because you didn't want, you didn't want to be inconvenienced. 
Well, since you don't want to be inconvenienced, then you don't get the benefit from the podcast. So when the podcast makes money, a lot of money, and you come and ask me to buy something, I'm going to say, oh, no, I don't have any money. And you're going to say, no, you have tons of money from the podcast. I'm going to say, yeah, but the podcast and the money don't exist. You didn't grind, so you get none of the primetime loot. You get what I'm saying? Of course, that caused a huge fight uh, in the house, but I was trying to make a point. My point was, yes, the timing of the podcast is very inconvenient for me. It's very inconvenient for you. It's very inconvenient for our family. But this is what separates people from successful people and not successful people. Successful people push through the tough times, they grind through the tough times, and they put together a good program, and they are consistent with their program so that people know when to listen, how to listen, and where to find the podcast, and you do it consistently until you build a big following. If you ditch early, but I've only done this for four months. That's the problem with people. Now my wife's a little bit younger, she's, probably, she's a millennial. Millennials want things now. She wants money now. She wants, I, I, I should, she feels that, the, that I should be profitable on this business immediately. And unfortunately, most businesses aren't profitable in the first year. Some businesses aren't profitable in the second or the third year. It takes time to become profitable. It takes time to build a name, to build a good podcast. It takes time for me to get good. I'm still not that great at being a podcast host. I'm getting better. I'm definitely better than from the first podcast I did. By the way, this is my 100th episode. No celebrations or crap like that. We don't have to celebrate that kind of crap. We'll celebrate, uh, you know, a million dollar check. Dude, I get a check for a million dollars. We'll celebrate. 100, 100. It, I, there's no participation trophies here. Whipty ding. You've done a 100 episodes. You've showed up for 100 shows. Oh, <laughs> pat on the back. But it's not time to give in. This is when you excel. This is when you work harder. And this is when you create better content and continue to do the podcast. When no one wants you to do it and everybody tells you it's a waste of time, you know it's not. And you're going to build a following and it's going to be great. And you're going to make a lot of money. The point to her was, yes, of course, I will share all my loot. I, of course, I will share my loot. That, that's we're a family. I work hard so I can take care of my family. So I work hard with Take Junk. That's why I'm trying to build Take Chunk. That's why I'm trying to start another a mattress recycling company. I want my family to, to get money. But you don't just get money. You have to work hard to get that loot. So obviously, I'm gonna try to make I'm gonna try to shuffle the podcast around and find a time that is more convenient. All right, something that's not gonna upset my wife so much, uh, uh, upset her so much. I don't know what time it's gonna be, but I'll figure it out. The, the, the point that I was trying to get across to her is if she can just deal with it and let me do the podcast when I would like to do the podcast, eventually it's going to be a big show and eventually it's going to make a lot of money and then we'll all be fine and everything will be good. The problem is people want money now. They believe that you should get, they believe no hard work should be done and you should get your loot now and that's just not how it works. Unfortunately, building a podcast audience takes a lot of time. You don't just snap. 
and it happens. You have to be consistent. You have to do the podcast when you say you're going to do it. And then you have to be somewhat interesting. Now, I don't know if I'm interesting or not. It doesn't matter to me. I create content for myself. I legit could talk to myself for hours and hours and hours and look at myself on Facebook and on TikTok. And then I could go back and listen to my podcast on my ride to work to see how it sounds. And I love myself. Matter of fact, I listened to yesterday's podcast and I was laughing at myself on my ride to work this morning. The problem that we're having sucks. And I hope my wife understands that. I hope she understands that I love her. But I am someone that's never, ever, ever, ever going to be satisfied with what I'm doing. I'm always going to want to build something and then I'm going to want to start something else. I'm going to want to build a podcast and then I'm going to want to start something else. I got a, I started a good uh, junk removal company and I went on to real estate investment. Now I'm moving on to trying to do mattress recycling. I'm never going to be satisfied. I'm not that type of person. I work hard and I want to add many multiple streams of income and it takes a lot of time to do it. That's just it. So honey, I'm sorry to to my listeners, to the people who do the live stream. I'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Currently, to be honest with you, I'm trying to see if if I can get a job. I don't even care if I get paid. I don't want to say that. My wife will go nuts. But I'm trying to see if I can get in a radio station, not like a, a, a real popular one that you guys have heard of, just a, a place where I can actually do a show, but do the show live stream and record it for the podcast. Get what I'm trying to say? I'll broadcast on their station, which like, who cares how good the signal is? The whole point is that I can re- record my podcast five nights a week in their studio. So I'm trying to work on that. And of course, Brad, I'll be bringing my poster so that it can sit behind me. So that's just... It's tough. It's tough. And I appreciate you guys for always being here. But yeah, it, it, it's spilt milk and, it, and it's a difficult thing. And you got to struggle. If, you, if you're if you not going to struggle, if you're not willing to put in the struggle, you're not going to make the money. It's tough. Here comes my daughter, Presley Ray. Hi, Presley. You want to say hi to everybody? What's this for? Wait, come here. Tell me what it's for. For you. Who gave it to me? Hey, guys. My daughter, Presley, just came down and she gave me... Uh, money. A, she gave me money, uh, a dollar and two cents. Why are you giving me the money? Mom. Because I, cause I, cause I, cause I love you. Oh, I love you too, sweetie. Where'd you find the monies? Um, in my, in my, in, in my, in my money pocket. You found it, you have a money pocket? Who's giving you money? Um, my Grammy. Your Grammy? I'll take Grammy's money. Here, do you want me to put it back in your money pocket or you want me to hold on to it? Um, I want you to keep it because I want, because I want you, um, because I... Come over here. Because I want you to actually have it because I want you to have it so you can actually, um, put it somewhere very special. Okay, I'll put it somewhere special. Thank you so much, honey. Put it on your desk. I will. I'm going to leave it right here. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Going in my, I'm, going, I'm going in the laundry. Okay, honey. All right, we're going to get back to the podcast. That's my lovely daughter, Presley. She invented the term muzzle pig. Uh, muzzle pig is something that we affectionately call anybody that is a, I, I don't know. Right now, we don't know what we call it. It's, um, you know, they're, uh, they're a female stripper or something like that. You're a muzzle pig, something like that. So, anyways, let's just move on because I do have some stuff that I wanted to uh, that that I wanted to talk about. Okay, I want to talk about Theo, seven year old homeless kid. 
I want to get into uh, the guy who got decapitated. I want to get into um, who sleeps better. Sorry, Dad. my daughter's back again, guys. I apologize. What, honey? Um, is it okay if I pick out Dory from down here? If you do what? Is it okay if I pick out a new toy from down here? I mean, you can look through those right there, honey. But right now, Daddy's doing his podcast, okay? Uh, can I help you out after? Okay, go ahead. All right. Um, so, <laughs> this, maybe it would be better for me to just do my podcast during the work day, and then I wouldn't get interrupted all the time. But I love my daughter. She can break my day. And she remember can the time oh. the power was off? I do remember the time the power was off. And this okay. is absolutely... All right, honey. So, I'm going to take a bath today, and this is right. absolutely... Okay, um... but not right now. Can Daddy finish his podcast? Uh, okay. Th- all right, thank you. All right, so, who sleeps more... Who sleeps better? Uh, protocols hooking me up. Thanks. Who sleeps better? I know you guys know the answer to that. We're going to get to that. And then we're going to talk about Dr. Dre. But why don't we just get right into, right off the bat, according to a new study, a certain type of people sleep more. Right now we have two dudes going toe-to-toe. Protocol and Eddie something are hooking me up with stuff on TikTok. For those of you that don't know TikTok, that, that they're actually sending me money. Thanks, guys. All right. According to a new study. What type of people get the most sleep? We all know the answer. So I want you guys to think about it for one second. We all know the answer. This is one of those things that we file under. How stupid are we? You know who gets the most sleep? Rich people. So they did a survey. They surveyed people from all sorts of types of incomes, over 100,000 people, people that were rich, all the way down to people that were in poverty. And lo and behold, oh, thanks. My, my daughter's coming in with more money. All right, Presley, Daddy's really just got to finish this podcast, okay? I love you so much, but you got to let me finish this. I wanted to give you money. All right, thank you. I appreciate it. I wanted to give you money okay. to say thank you for this. Thank you, honey. I love you. I All right. you to so, say thank you for the podcast. Okay, baby, I love you. Say thank you for the podcast for me. Okay, thank you. I All right, honey. All right. Uh, uh, Presley's uh, giving me money uh, and says thank you to the podcast. All right. Who sleeps the most? Rich people. We all knew it. We, we didn't need a study for it. We didn't have to interview over 100,000 people. We didn't have to talk to rich people. We didn't have to talk to poor people. I could have done the study without doing the study. Obviously, rich people sleep better because they have no worries. They're not worried about anything. People that have money in the bank sleep absolutely fine, and they can sleep as long or as little as they want. Poor people don't sleep. Poor people, all they do is think about their next meal. They think about work the next day. They think about how they're going to pay the cable bill, how they're going to pay the electric bill, the gas bill, the ca- all that. The car, food, all that stuff. Poor people don't sleep, bro. They don't. Now, here's the thing. There's a difference. Poor people shouldn't sleep. They should be up working so they're not poor. But that's not what the study was on. Poor people sit in their beds and they bitch and they moan and they whine about being poor and then they worry all day about how they're going to make ends meet. Rich people, on the other hand, don't worry about that crap. Rich people get mad sleep. As a matter of fact, rich people get up to nine to ten, nine to ten hours of sleep a night. Good sleep, too, apparently. Apparently, they get the best sleep out there because you know why? They're not waking up in the middle of the night worrying about what's going to happen. They got no worries. Their wife just bought a Lamborghini and they're like, huh. And then you have a, a middle class dude whose wife who just bought a Toyota fucking Corolla and the guy's stressed out to his uh, out to the max. Like, ah, 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 I got to come up with 300 bucks a month for this thing. Rich dude pay for it in cash. 
So this is a stupid study, but I like to point out these kind of studies because we all knew it. Everybody in America knows that rich people sleep good. And then now if you know people, if you know people that are like, oh, I don't need money to be happy, right? There's this guy, then you guys need to go check out this dude, Dan Penna. He, he puts it great. He's anybody that says happiness, that money doesn't buy happiness. Those people don't know where to shop. That's what he says, dude. The guy's phenomenal. You got to check him out. Straight up, money, you can't do shit without money. You got no money, you can't sleep. You got no money, you can't eat. You have no money, you can't save the trees. You can't donate to charity. You can't do anything in this world without loot. And this study proves it. The rich get better sleep, but we already knew it. We didn't need to be told we're not morons. We know that Tom Brady is getting way more sleep than I am. We know it. We know that Tom Brady... Is got no problem with his wife about money, but I do, so I don't sleep. Simple. Plain and simple. Rich people, and I want to be rich because I want sleep. I want to be able to just lay in my bed without a worry and nobody's aggravating me. No one's coming down bitching because I got millions of dollars in the bank and I'm not worried about the car getting run. If you want to go buy something, go buy something. If you want to pay the bills, pay the bill. You know what? I don't even have to pay the bills because they actually set on auto pay and I'm not worried about it. If you're poor like me, you can't set stuff on auto pay because you got to pay this bill this month, this bill next month, this bill next month. Call up and be like, oh, I'll get you back next week. I got that. Bro, you can't sleep. You're up all night thinking about the dollar bill. But rich people don't. Plain and simple. All right, on to the next thing. Let's talk about Dre. Dr. Dre. This guy is just the man. Obviously, Dr. Dre is a very wealthy guy. He made most of his money, though, from, from the headphones beats off the sale of beats to Apple Music. Made a ton of money. Made almost a billion dollars. The guy's worth uh, $800 million. Now, many years ago, uh, in the early 90s, he had to bounce out and give up rights to his music to Suge Knight. He already had a divorce with Suge Knight, lost everything, but started over, built, and did way better things. Got married in 1996, and he's been married with this lady the whole time. She raised his kids, or I'm sure she didn't. They probably had a nanny. They had the money. Um, but now they're getting a divorce and here's the greatest thing. I just, I love it. I love it. They, the, she, uh, it's public, right? So she puts in for spousal support and she wants, uh, she wants half. She put in for half of everything. She wants half of all this dude too. Now, maybe she's entitled to it. I would say no. I'm, I'm one of those people that are like, yeah, no. Nah, nah, I, uh, you didn't really take care of the kids. I was rich the whole time. I, I paid for nannies. You did nothing. You get nothing. Bye. But Dre, his legal team responses with, I love the casual response. They respond with, yeah, we have no problem um, giving her spousal support, but we're not going to give her half because we have a prenup. Dude had a prenup, set up a prenup. When they first got married, she signed it. She will not be getting half of this dude's intellectual property or this dude's ro royalties or anything like that. She gets nothing. Nada. She'll get the sponsor. Uh, listen, she's going to make like a million dollars a year. Like what else? What the fuck else do you want? But I think it's great. Dre, smart dude, rich. Um, you know, I, I hate it. I really do. I, I think it's garbage. When, if it's a woman, I feel the same way too. I think it's absolute garbage if a woman worked her ass off 
and she's gonna give half to the hubby. Like like Britney Spears is, is like paying that dude Kevin Federline, dude. They weren't even they were married for like five minutes, and he's getting mad money. You should never get any of that loot. The kids should get money. They have kids together. But if you grind and you work your ass off, I don't want to hear this crap. Like oh, I was home watching the kids. You were home watching the kids because I was making money so that you could be home, so that you didn't have to work. Get out of here. Half my shit. Sign. Right here. Hollow, we want prenups. Great move by Dr. Dre. All right, next thing is, uh, this, I thought it's a funny story because we've been t- I've been talking about rent a lot lately and renters. Oh, my daughter is back. Yeah, uh, hi, honey. What do you have on your head? My brother's helmet. Is that your brother's helmet? And I'm borrowing it. You're borrowing it? Are you going to go for a buy? you going to go on the Peloton? No. No? All right, let me finish this, this, babe. I'm just going on my... Okay. All right. I love you. So we were talking, I've been talking about renters a lot lately because it aggravates the hell out of me that Massachusetts, Boston, and even the federal government put, put bans on evictions for people who don't pay rent. Now it's over at the federal level. You can kick people out now, but in Massachusetts and Boston, it's not over. They're still protected. They don't have to pay rent if they don't want to pay rent. And all they have to do is claim that they lost their job or something, um, something because of Rona and they don't have to pay rent. I, I can't stand it. Now, I, I found this story funny because, <laughs> dude, <laughs> this guy, the, the landlord, first off, I just think it's funny in general that the landlord, first off, is a bridge champion. He's a professional bridge player. He plays the card game bridge. I think it's a lot like hearts or it's like speed. I don't know. It's like whist. I, I, I'm actually really good at whist. I, I used to win the whist tournament championship at my fraternity when I was in college. I, I love the game. So I just think it's funny. But here's what happened. So he had a dispute. The landlord had a dispute with his tenant about rent. And the, the, the tenant told the guy he was going to cut his head off if he came, you know, if, if it's like you keep coming around here looking for rent, I'm going to chop your head off. The guy threatened him with the samurai sword. So the guy called the cops and it's like, hey, my tenant's threatening me with the samurai sword. Please go out, whatever. There's really not much they can do. They're, they're, and they're not going to do anything anyways, right? Well, a couple days later, the guy's nowhere to be found. As they go do a wellness check, the dude cut his head off. He, he literally chopped it. I guess he went back looking for the rent and he chopped his head off with a samurai sword. I would just say, like, I just, like, dude, being a landlord sucks and tenants suck. That's just the worst thing. You get fucking killed. Oh, God forbid you go and ask for rent and the dude get and the dude cuts your head off. God forbid you say, hey, bum, where's my money? Guy breaks out a samurai sword. First off, how do you even afford a samurai sword? If I was a landlord, I'd money shame everybody. I, I'm not. A, I used to be a landlord. I was in Lola. I was a landlord. I was a landlord in Attleboro, but I'm not anymore. If I was a landlord, I would money shame people. If they didn't pay me rent and I saw them doing shit like anything, I don't care. If they were eating at McDonald's, I'd be like, oh, oh, you got money for McDonald's, but you don't got money for my rent. Or you got money for a sword, but you don't got money for my rent. No matter what you do, I would money shame the shit out of you if you didn't pay me what was owed. If if you were a renter and I was like. You know, I, I don't know, like you were on TikTok and I saw you on TikTok and you're hanging out and you're drinking booze. Bro, I would do a TikTok right back at you and be like, hey, lazy fuck, where's my rent? You got money for booze? Well, how about my rent? Drive me nuts. If I was that dude and he came at me with the samurai sword, I'd take that sword and I'd be like, bro, give me that damn sword. I'm going to go sell it down at the pawn shop and I'm going to get some rent out of you, scumbag. But it is pretty funny that the guy actually chopped his head off. 
<laughs> I guess he won't be needing rent. I guess he won't be having to pay rent. He got himself a permanent, uh, a, a permanent home in the prison. Hi, honey. What do you have there? Okay. Okay, that's pretty cool. All right, Daddy's almost done. All right, one more story, and then Daddy's gonna wrap it up. Okay. We'll, we'll keep it short. We'll wrap it up. Um. All right. Last last story I wanted to to talk about. Tonight was a story about this kid that's seven years old. His name is Theo. He's homeless and he lives in um, California. I was reading the story this afternoon um, on my way home from Loudoun, uh, which, you know, New Hampshire police officers do not want you on your phone when you're driving. But Loudoun, literally, it's like an hour and a half from my house. So I read the article on the way home, plus I sat in traffic, stuff like that, whatever. Uh, so this story, it, it's I, I'm torn on it. I'm all over the place on how I feel about this, but one sec. Press, honey, daddy's going to finish his podcast, okay? Can you turn that off? Because I, I can't think. All right, thank you. So, I start reading the article, and the article is about a boy who's seven years old that's never, he's always been homeless. Since the day he was born, he's, he was homeless. His, his mom was homeless while she was pregnant. They have the kid, and the kid has lived outside in a tent or from time to time had the ability to stay in a hotel, depending on charitable donations or what the city would give. But for the most part, this kid lives in a tent. He gets up, goes to school every while well, school's out, but um, he would go to school from the tent. Uh, you know, basically, school was the only place he had for food, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's a terrible story that any kid would be homeless for their entire life. And you go and you can see photos of the kid. I, I feel awful. I, I would I would adopt the kid in a heartbeat, and I would give him a good. I would try to give him a good life. I, I literally I, I just feel terrible about the story, but I'm torn about it because after reading the article, I'm pissed off at the mom, and the mom is claiming that she that or, or the state is claiming that she might have some mental problems, and and if she does, they need to take the kid away from her. You guys have to look up this story. It's it's really compelling. Um, so I, I'm just in general torn about what's the right thing for, for the state to do it. It's got me like, does the state have the right or the city or, or just government officials to come in and take your kid away from you if you're homeless? It's like, it's like, uh, and, and it's not like this lady's pursuit of happiness homeless. You know, she's not Will Smith trying to grind. I, I, I'm kind of pissed off at the mom, but I don't know if she has a mental problem or not. You know, if she has some kind of thing wrong with her mentally, well, then they need to take the kid away from her and they need to get the kid a home and so he can live and have a a good life. Can you imagine being seven years old and your whole entire life you've been homeless? I want you to think about what this kid doesn't have and all the things that you have and all the stuff that we bitch about. And this kid's fucking homeless living in a tent and his mom's keeping him there and the state's not doing anything about it. Basically, the state is saying that she hasn't done anything to abuse him. I would say keeping the kid outside at homeless and not being able to get him a home and not being able to find a job, I, that's child abuse to me. If you can't get your shit together to get a job and take care of your kid and you got to sleep outside and your kid has to sleep outside under a bridge, in a tent, or in a park, in a tent, that's child abuse. Seven years old. Seven. And then there's a dad that's in the picture and the dad's trying to get custody and he's trying to claim the court's not going to give him custody. Bro, I don't believe you. You're garbage. But if my kid was living under a bridge, I'd take him. 
I would take him. There's not a police officer on the planet that would keep me from taking my kid from under a bridge. There's not one. Not a court. Not No one. I get the samurai sword out. No one. So I don't believe the dad in this story. The dad says, oh, he's fighting. And he's trying to get custody of the kid. Bro, you ain't doing crap. Your kid lives under a damn bridge in a tent. He's been living there since he's seven years old. You're trying to tell me for the past seven years, the court's like, yeah, no problem. Your kid can live under a bridge or in the park or somewhere in a tent. Nope. Don't believe you. You're a dickhead too. Now, the mom, I'm not sure about yet because more is going to come out about the story. Maybe she has a mentally debilitating problem. I don't know. But if she doesn't, she needs to get to work. She needs to figure out a way to get her kid off the street. You can't do shit when you're seven. You can't do anything. This kid doesn't have a shot. He doesn't have a damn shot. It's getting me pissed just thinking about it. Sitting there, man, you kid in a fucking tent. Doesn't have a shot at life. You can't get off your damn ass to do anything about it. Drives me nuts. Listen to what the dad talking about. Yeah, I'm trying to get custody of my kid. Bro, I'd show up and I would take my kid. Seven years old. And then the state, shame on them for not stepping in. They should take the kid off the street. And then the mom, the grandmother in the situation is just as much garbage because there is a grandmother and she's not doing anything about it either. She hasn't come and taken her grandkid. I'll tell you what. If my son turns out to be a bum and he's got a kid, my grandson living under a fucking bridge, I'll come take his ass. Story's pretty good. You gotta, you gotta read it. I, I'm getting a little upset about it. I get it. I'm, I'm just, it, it, it got me. It's one of those stories that got me. And then I got even more upset on, on a different level. So I, at first I got upset at the mom. Then I got upset at the dad. Then I'm upset with the state. Then I'm upset with uh, the school. I'm just upset with everybody that this kid's fucking on the street at seven years old. And then I got even more pissed off. I got even more upset with the, with, with, with the newspaper. They were with this guy. They, 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 they chronicled this kid's life for like a year. So you go out to the tent and you hang out with them and you, you take some photos of the kid and you're, like, you're going you're gonna to do a little article on them and you take photos like five different times a year and the photographer spends time with them bro you spend time with the seven-year-old that take shots of them and you don't do shit oh it's just my job to report no it's garbage it's garbage you gotta do something about it it's not enough for you to be like oh i'm gonna chronicle this kid's life that's bs bro it's garbage your magazine your company your your and and i'm sure it's gonna be a big-ass story and we'll go nationwide um, your, your, your reporters and your company are profiting off of this seven-year-old. What did you guys give them? What did you do to try to help them? You're going to say, oh, well, we did a story so that we could, you know, put a, an eye on homelessness. Yeah, but I don't care about homelessness. I don't care about any other kid that's homeless. I care about this one kid named Theo because I read the story. You pulled my heartstrings. You took advantage of him and his mom. You passed, you, you fucking... Pasted his picture all over your, your uh, website and your news articles and all that stuff. And everybody's reading it. But what'd you do for him? What did you do? You. What did you do, bro? Camera guy. What did you do? Did you show up with nuggets? Did you show up with some chicken nuggets for the kid? You probably didn't. You took photos of the kid in the freezing cold when they were trying to set up a fucking tent. And they couldn't get it set up because it was so damn cold out. And you sat back and you took photos. Garbage. So I'm pissed at everybody. 
pissed the mom, pissed the people who did this article. Just garbage. It's just terrible. So I wanted to talk about that. I got it off my chest. It's, it's one of those things that you don't think about because all you think about is spilt milk. It's the truth. All we care about is the, the, the shit that goes on in our everyday life. All I care about is I got in a fight with Kaylee about the podcast tonight. All I care about is that my daughter's coming down and giving me a hard time about the podcast. And then, I, and then after that, you know, the whole, the, the, the whole of the United States is talking about protests that aren't protests, they're riots. And with coronavirus, the election... Uh, should we give uh, people 600 a week or uh, down it to 200? And then at the end of the day, you read an article like that and you just, it's so infuriating and it's so upsetting. The only thing that's good uh, that, that, that could be great about this story is that we live in the United States of America. And in this great country, a seven-year-old boy that's been homeless his entire life could someday become president. And I know that you guys are like, wow, it's fucking dramatic. The kid's never become president. Well, it could happen. That's what's great about this country, that someday this kid could be the next Elon Musk. He could be the next Bill Gates, Steve Jobs, Einstein. He could be whatever he wants to be and build his life to whatever he would like it to be. Right now he's seven and all he knows is living on the streets. But at that moment in his life is going to happen when he realizes that it's up to him to to change his family's life, to get his family out of being in a tent, to never, ever, ever sleep in a t- Fuck, we ain't going camping. Ever. Ever. And if we do, we'll get, we got to drive our, we're going to have an RV and we have AC and it's going to be the best damn camper you've ever slept in. That's what's great about this country. So I want you guys to take a look at that story. Look it up. I, I posted it on my Facebook. I, we'll end it on that. It's just that's. One of those things the the story got to me and yeah, I, I I I'm not you know, I don't like to be all religious, but I, I hope and pray that this kid gets the help that he needs. I hope that his mom uh, straightens her shit out, the father's a, a dink, the mom's a dink, the grandmother's a dink. I hope this kid gets a shot at life. I, I really do. Alright. I'm out. You guys all have a good one. We'll wrap up the podcast and uh I'm gonna go pay attention to my family. All right, thank you for listening to Spazzing Out.